Okay, hi guys. I am excited this week. We're doing something a little bit different and we'd love to, you know, talk a little bit more to all of our family members that want to come in and just share a little bit about what they're up to, what they're doing and how it can help others. I think that's the main basis of our show. So today I have a special guest named Dr. Talia and she's going to tell you a little bit about what she does. We're going to talk about women's health and Different types of therapy, Eastern medicine, right? Yes. A little bit like that. So Dr. Talia, tell us about yourself. Okay. Thank you for having me, <laughs> Allie. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Dr. Talia, and I am a doctorate of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. Um, and so this kind of goes into we do acupuncture, we do Chinese herbology, and we do a lot of nutrition as well. Um and so my main focus is on women's health, reproductive medicine. Um, and so we just wanted to get the word out to the women of Wilmington. We're fairly new here from Boston. And so we just want to make sure that women are aware that this is an option for them. Yeah, I love it because being in a small town coming from Atlanta and you coming from Boston, I think Wilmington doesn't have a lot of those options for people. So it's good that we're, we're moving on up in the ranks. Yeah, I had a lady come up to me. Um, at an event and she said, I just heard you speak and I wish I had known about you earlier because I'm actually scheduled to have a hysterectomy um, because she had endometriosis and um, I, it just broke my heart because I thought, I don't know if we could have helped you, but I would have liked to try, but she was already at peace with it. Yes. But for her, she said, I'm going to take your information because I know so many other women who don't want to go this route that yes. I'm choosing and I'm okay with it, but for them to have this as a option come up for them. So. Right. Because do you feel like it's like more like of um yeah, I feel like I'm the type of person that wants to exhaust all other, <laughs> you know, options. I tend to beat a dead horse I <laughs> until somebody's like, you have to do this. But yeah, um, before was, surgery or removing your organs. Yeah, especially when it comes to a choice that's, you know, choosing if you want to have children or yes. not, especially for women um, that are, you know, 26, 27 years old coming in with this type of pain. But um, I think I'm getting ahead of myself and we can yeah. get back to that. So I have experienced growing up, you know, I'm one of five girls and we all, we didn't really struggle in that department until it, I got to my 20s where I realized, oh my gosh, a lot of my friends struggle with endometriosis. And now we're going to talk about periods and period pain because <laughs> I actually have, ever since I had my children, everything changed. Mm -hmm. And I talked to my twin about it this morning, too, is, that, you know, she has to take to her bed wow. every month um, with horrible headaches, horrible, wow. <laughs> like, where it's an, it's an ordeal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Tell us about what you do. Tell me. Tell me more. Yeah. Well, I'm also from a family of seven. We have five girls and two boys. And I was actually thinking on my way over here, I thought, well, I've helped – Three of the girls get pregnant, and the fourth one doesn't really count because her <laughs> husband claims that he just looks at her and she gets pregnant. Right. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think with Chinese medicine and with all the symptoms that comes along with women's health is we really first have to look at what's happening throughout mm -hmm. the body of the cycle. So we think of the month of our period 
every single week there's something changing through your body. And so we'll go through the first week, which is usually what women think of as their period, right? You're bleeding, the endometrial lining is shedding. So during this phase, we really help to minimize the amount of prostaglandins your body has, which is that cramping sensation. Mm -hmm. Also any excess estrogen. So maybe we're trying to balance out their hormones there um, and helping to alleviate pain. The second phase in the second week, you're really shifting over to building up to ovulation. So we are trying to help the body get to that peak estrogen levels to get Mm -hmm. the egg to be released. Um, This is a really important phase for women that are trying to maybe conceive or they have one child and they're looking to have their second, but they're just more depleted because they have a little one they're Mm -hmm. watching now. Um, And then after that, the week third week, we are looking more at the um, endometrial lining in the uterus, making sure it's nice and thick. Um, We want to get a good attachment to occur if that's what people are wanting. Um, And then we switch over into helping to maintain high progesterone levels, not always with an intention of conceiving, but just because this is the normal phase your reproductive hormones are supposed to go through. And so to get an optimal health, you want to help assist that along the way. And then, of course, the last week of your period, most women are familiar with because you start to feel those PMS symptoms start to build up again. (laughs) Yeah, Tracy and I always talk about like when we're on the, you know, you get on the same track with your sisters and it's... Yeah, we all so whether it's watch ourselves there. <laughs> you're getting headaches. So some women are almost like, I always get a headache, and that's what tells me that I'm having my period come, or they're getting the cramps, the low back pain. Um, and so during this phase, we work on really helping to ease out all those things where the period just comes and they're not even aware, and it just is not a suffering every single month. And yes. so we get to kind of investigate through this flow of the month and find out where there might be some discrepancies happening for this particular patient um, and where we can help optimize their health so that just that little niche of a um, fix can sometimes make the difference for them to either get pregnant or deal with their premenopausal symptoms Mm -hmm. or their period pains. So... Interesting. Okay. I just wrote down like six questions. (laughs) Okay. So when you're doing this, do you, so with your, this is when you're using your acupuncture. Yeah. And are they coming to see you multiple times a month? You design that it's different to everybody. Everyone has a customized, personalized treatment plan. Because for example, if someone's coming into me for endometriosis, which oddly I have to say in Wilmington is a high amount of patients, um, So these can vary from they just recently got diagnosed or they've already been to the specialist in Duke who I work closely with and they've already had the surgery and they're coming to me post-surgery. And so for these women, we're working on helping to increase blood circulation through their pelvis, also decreasing the inflammatory inflammatory markers that tend to happen with endo. Um, And then that's going to help with future relief and buildup of that tissue. But also in the moment, we want to help to trigger their brain to release their body's own natural pain relievers so that they're having, you know, less pain right now because that's what they want. And that's who's coming to see you. Like, that's my my next question. And A, that's, I feel like where we're all wanting to be is natural response, right? Right. Encouraging that. So somebody who's coming to see you has tried everything or just wants a more natural approach and and they can't get relief. Yeah, it varies. Um, Like for these women with endometriosis, they're on most of the time, a medication that's going to inhibit them from conceiving because the medication's blocking the GnRH to be released from their hypothalamus, which is the first kind of 
release you need for that domino effect for conception. So either they're coming to me because they want pain relief or they're aware that they cannot be on this medication in the future to conceive. It just Mm -hmm. does not go together. Um, And so for them, when it comes to hormones, they are coming in probably, I would say, a minimum of three months because it takes that long for your hormones to adjust and be able to hold. Um, And for them, I would have them come in more... During that first phase when they're bleeding Mm -hmm. and then the last phase before their cycle. So maybe they're coming in twice those weeks and maybe they're skipping the weeks in the middle. It Mm -hmm. depends on how bad their symptoms are versus someone who's coming in for fertility. I might be having them come in more that second week of their cycle and not having to come in when they're on their period. So it's a really customized way of health. You're checking in with them to find out how that's affecting. Yeah. Whatever you did the last week, how that's affecting this week. Yeah. You we, stay with that. Yep. And then we also get to see how their menstrual cycle is changing. Okay. Because that's a really good indicator for, mm-hmm. you know, the end goal, obviously, for these women is either to get pregnant or to get off of their medication or just to have less pain. So we get to see with their cycle every month, how are things shifting? Did you notice that you didn't have any clots this cycle? Did you notice that your blood came out really bright red versus that dark brick red bread? Yes. Bread. Hopefully there's no bread coming out. (laughs) Blood. Um, And so all of these are signs that things are shifting towards a healthier menstrual cycle, which is going to lead to a healthier reproductive system, which is what's going to get you out of, you know, your cramping and all of those things that we don't want. Okay. Speaking of color, I mean, I'm going, I have so many questions. So, <laughs> like, what is, uh, what is it? Well, I think, you know, with these types of things, we talked briefly this or last night when we were texting, some people don't feel comfortable talking about it or they don't know it's not normal. Yeah. So what is a normal good color? Yeah. You want it to be the same color as if you were to bleed anywhere else on your body. Oh. So if you cut your finger, that's the color the blood is coming out. That's what you want to see come out for your menstrual period as well. So if it's darker than that, if it's really bright than yeah. that, that's a good kind of optimal color. And what if it's darker? If it's darker, that means that there was some tension and you might have some – um blood that's been sitting there yeah. without being moved in the kind of ideal way that we want it to come out. Okay. So there's more tension. It's more common with um like a stagnation like endometriosis fibroids uh-huh. and stuff like that where it's been kind of sitting there okay. and your body's not getting rid of it. Okay. Huh. All right. Does okay, so does this do these um people when they think of acupuncture they think of needles and they think <laughs> Yeah. So tell me about the pain level that your patients might experience. The key thing with acupuncture is you don't want them to be sitting there in pain because you want them to be in that parasympathetic rest and digest mode. That's where we heal the best. That's what you go into when you're sleeping at night. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting there and you're not relaxed, you're not going to get the optimal benefit. So you really should not feel very much after the needle has gone in. And putting the needle in itself should be very minimal. Yes. Um, Most of the time, patients don't even realize that it's in. Uh I mean, I treat kids down to like – six years old are getting the needles. Anything before that, we do different techniques. Um, another podcast, another time yeah, for right? pediatrics. But um, yeah, there really should be no, very little to no pain. Um, I have to speak because I'm Minovio. They, they know my, our friends on the fam uh, know uh, 
my novio. Okay. <laughs> and he has come to see. That's how I got to meet Dr. Talia. And he's had some wrist issues. And it is. It's very relaxing in there. It's, yeah. And he, he gets to stay calm and like, you know, has like a, almost a meditation time after yep. the needles go in. And it's, yeah. it's really interesting. And I loved getting to check it out because I've never seen this. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one of, I think, why acupuncture and reproductive health has aligned so much is because there's so many different ways that or where there could be an issue because it all starts from your brain and what your brain is releasing to go down to your ovaries to do. And so whether that is we need to help calm your nervous system mm-hmm. so that your brain starts to release this domino effect. Because if you're stressed, it's going to inhibit all of that. And right. that might be the issue for some women. Um, or if you're stressed, it's going to increase your prostaglandins, which is going to increase your endometrial endometriosis symptoms. Right. So we want to make sure that the patients getting treated are relaxed and it has to kind of emit that because uh-huh. that plays a huge role for some people. And when you go in to see you for something like endometriosis or pain or period pain, something like that, and do you find that you're a lot of your patients see benefits elsewhere too? Yeah, oh, totally. That's <laughs> yeah. I love it whenever patients are like, you know, I'm sleeping through the night now. Did you do that? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I am helping your body communicate to get the optimal function. Um And so that's actually a good thing. We start to see other symptoms start to dissipate as we're working towards a different goal. Okay. Okay. So I love that speaking of experiencing other things. So what other things can acupuncture and Eastern medicine help? Okay. Yes. We, so obviously we are seeing a lot of endometriosis, but I would say the next thing that we see a lot is other, probably fertility. Um, We actually are doing the post and pre- embryo transfer treatments for Wilmington IVF, which is a new facility here in Wilmington. Okay. Um, and so you no longer have to drive all the way to Raleigh to do those type of things. Um, but then the next thing we see a lot is probably the perimenopausal to menopause symptoms. So mm-hmm. we are, whether it's, you know, you notice your period is starting to change, you're noticing you're more irritable recently, <laughs> or kind of the classical hot flashes coming on with it. Uh, We have found through research that women that get treated before they go into menopause have an easier time transitioning into that phase, which makes sense, right? With anything. If you're healthier before you get pregnant, more than likely you're going to have a healthier pregnancy. Right. So um, we see a lot of women coming in for that as well. Okay. And I think with – just like we're saying, there's so much – gosh, I've watched the documentaries on Netflix about – pills. And I used to be in pharmaceutical sales. Listen, it was a great living. (laughs) But I do feel like we mask a lot of things with medicine. And so many people are taking lots of medicines and different medicines. It can affect different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do like this like approach to try it, to try to stimulate your body to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's kind of the tipping point a lot of people are at now is they just are realizing that, you know, as much as I love Western medicine. I think it has a great place, but let's try to see if we can not need right. Western medicine's interventions well, and the cost. as much. And the that's cost. true. And the cost. And it sounds like you working alongside Wilmington IVF, is that, that's what it's called? Yes. Um, that you work in tandem. Yes. In conjunction with doctors. And, yes. Yeah, I love it's that. It's a great integrative approach um, because, you know, women have, for example, gone and done the endometrial surgery. 
I'm working now to make sure that their tissue doesn't start to regrow because they're back at base zero. They have a chance to start over, Uh so to speak, not to say that they can always get every little piece of tissue, but they're starting off again. And so it's my job to help make sure they don't end up in the same place they were at before. Right. And so many women struggle with it. Yeah. So sad. Okay. I wonder how, do you have another question about younger girls? Yeah. So you said you do treat younger patients. Um, Now, you know, when they're young, I don't have daughters, <laughs> but I did have sisters when I was going through it. But, um, you know, so if they're young and they're, they're, they can start experiencing that kind of pain early on. Yeah. Right. So do you treat younger? Of course. People? I mean, I was just talking to a local doctor here and he asked me who my ideal patient would be. And I said, you know, I really wish that women would stop allowing girls to have menstrual cramps and just be told that it's normal. Oh, yes. Because that's the first sign that shows them that there is a dysfunction happening in their reproductive system. Mm-hmm. And if you don't treat it or improve or tweak something about their lifestyle, then right. it's going to continue. They don't right. just magically go away. And um, I think that it starts this thought process, especially for young girls, that we are meant to suffer every Right. Month. This is just what we have to go yeah. through. Yes. And you don't. You're right. You do not. You right. do not have to suffer. You don't have to have a difficult pregnancy. And so it just starts this mentality yes. that we deserve it almost. And well, I am not okay you, with it. And yeah, it's like, that's what, well, I have cramps. Like I have cramps yeah. every, every month. Yeah. Every month. And you turn your head, you know. And you've got to do it, go through it again. Yep. It's like you just got through with it. Now here it is again. Yeah, especially if you're bleeding for, you know, seven, eight days. Oh, yeah. You don't get a break. Well, speaking of that, okay, so like I said, since I had children, mm-hmm. I was very – I was an athlete, so I always had super light periods, super yeah. short periods. Um, and then after – we joke around, like, I talk pretty openly with my sisters about it, but after kids, it's like – Vietnam. Hello. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's days. I remember it's always the second day. And so I did end up getting an IUD because of it. Yeah. Because I was a mess. Literally, I couldn't, I couldn't barely go out of the, out of the house. I know. Isn't it crazy to think about what some women go through though? Yes. Like Ellie, yeah. in my mind, I was just like, oh my goodness, because same, you know, I have yeah. three kids. And so after when my first um, period came back postpartum, I thought, wow, this is really humbling to see what women have been yeah. going through. And to get help. Since they were, you know, young girls. So yes. um, obviously I have zero tolerance for it. So yes. I started to treat myself right yeah. away. Right. Um, but just to help get those hormones kind of rebalanced out. So you can help with things like that. The yes. overbleeding, yes. like insanity. Yes, there are some really great stop bleeding points that okay. I would highly recommend. I started noticing <laughs> in some like restaurants, you know, they'll they'll have like the advertisements like this is not okay if you're experiencing this. I'm like, you're right, okay, <laughs> not alone. Um, and then I was going to ask you, okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. No, it's fine. What is what would you say your? I loved how somebody asked you what your ideal patient is. What would you feel is your biggest success story so as of yet? Um. Wow. I mean, I've helped hundreds of women get pregnant, um, whether that's naturally or in conjunction with their IVF ART treatments. Um, But I really help. My favorite, I guess, because it's an immediate response, is that patients come in and they have, they say, oh, I'm day one, day two of my cycle, and I'm just, I have the cramps, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just say, okay, great, let's get rid of those. And as soon as they get off the table, their cramps are gone. I just... That's always the best feeling because now they can just continue to live their day. It's no longer like a, oh, well, this is my period day. It's like, no, this is just Tuesday. Right. 
Right. So this is just Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is true. Like with the headaches, Andrew and I were talking about, she gets very bad headaches during hers. Um, and when you have a headache and this, every time I'm sick or if I have like significant pain, thank God I don't have it all that time, mm-hmm. all the time. But I'm like, what if I was like this all the time? Yeah. Like what if this was, what if I had, you know, because it interrupts work. Yeah. Parenting. Your, you know, your partnership, everything. Mm-hmm. You're like, I can't do anything. So, yeah. Um, people, yeah, definitely. Is yep. In you. Boston, it's more common for companies to actually affiliate with alternative medicine companies because they want their their workers to go there to get care because they know that they're going to have less sick days. They're yeah. going to be more productive. And so, right. um, you know, I think Wilmington's on that on path. The, on it just path. isn't quite there all the way yet. We're coming. Um, okay, tell us a little bit about you. So you have three kids. Tell us about your background and your training and, yeah. and where we can find you. Okay, um, so yeah, I have a five, three, and one-year-old. <laughs> um, so we're very busy. Um, but we, let's see, I grew up in a family of seven. Um, my parents said that they left it up to God. Yeah. So there was that. <laughs> um, but yeah, my Dad is a chiropractor, and he lived in a really small rural town, so he basically became the town's doctor Mm -hmm. for all kinds of things. You know, I broke my arm, he casted it type (laughs) of thing. Uh, My mom was a midwife, and so it just became, like, normal. I wanted to be – I actually was pre-med in undergrad because I just wanted to be normal. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I always got pulled out of athletes, athletic – practices if I had a headache it was like okay well you're coming home like taking medication was not an answer in our family growing up um it was kind of like do what your body is asking Mm -hmm. to do and so yeah I'm I love treating pregnant women I think because of that and I love to give people alternative options and kind of the full picture Uh of what they can do for their symptoms of what's going on you know they might be coming in with an issue and I'll say, okay, so you can go and do take this medication. And if you do, then these are the side effects that you could experience with that. And that's mm-hmm. totally fine if you choose that route. But I just want to make sure you are fully informed of right. the full thing. Right. Right. It's a different way to think. Yeah. And then, so you were pre-med and then where did you get your training for um, all of this? Yeah. I went down to um, San Diego for my master's and doctorate program. And that's where I met my husband. And that's where we kind of started his whole school path to get into dental school. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And so he's a dentist here now? He is, yeah. Okay. He's where in, does he work? He's in public health downtown at Med North. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. He always jokes because he's Peruvian. Yes. And you guys have a lot of Peruvian restaurants here, which is surprising. Oh, we do? Yeah. I don't even I'll know I'll have to this. give you some good ones. Okay. Um, but he always jokes because he said, I never thought I would move to the South <laughs> and speak more Spanish oh, yeah. than I have Anywhere else because oh, yeah. all of his patients are just speaking Spanish to him. Oh, isn't that so great? So he loves it. Isn't that great? So um, what are the – tell us. What are the Peruvian restaurants we need to go to? <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I'm going to get uh, – You're new in town. So get in, in trouble. In, oh, you might? You might? <laughs> um, let's see. So we did really like ceviches, but it's Panamanian. Yes. To be, you know, yes, corrected is great. for mm-hmm. him. Um, but they do have really good food there. Um what is uh, the Fabes chicken off? Oh, he said their yet. chicken is very good. I don't eat chicken. I know everyone okay. in the South hates me. But um, <laughs> he said their rotisserie chicken is very good. The sauces are good. I did try those. And sauces those, are they're important. They're very good. Yes. And the Latin culture. Yes. The sauces are important. But it's not a lot of dairy. Yeah. They don't use cheese and it's like spices, but not like Yum. an Indian spice. It's like their own 
So that's what I really love about that cuisine. Yeah. Because they don't have to. Because I think if you put enough cheese and butter on everything, it's going (laughs) to taste good, right? (laughs) Yes. They don't do that. Right. So. Right. Yum. There was a great Puerto Rican restaurant called um, the San Juan Cafe. And it was so funny. It was like a little dive next to a vacuum cleaner shop. It was my favorite restaurant. Those are the best. I know. It closed down. Oh. It was so sad. But and they, I think they just closed down because they were retiring. But it was so delicious. Oh. So I haven't found another good one. But I think I Savarez is really good, too. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there. He goes there for lunch because it's down by his office. Yeah. But he does go there for lunch, too. Awesome. Well, we'll have to meet there and hang out. Yeah. Um, and speak Spanish. But, um, <laughs> well, I am excited. So you guys can find Dr. Talia at Holistic Point. Right. It's right near Airly Gardens, on Wrightsville Ave, it's those little, that shopping center right on the right after you cross over, you know, Eastwood. Um, and it does have a light yes, to get out of. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that God. is very important. But yeah, it's across the street from Glow Med Spa. Yes. And, um, but you can find her on, what's your Instagram? Uh, Dr. Talia at Holistic Point. Okay. You can find her there. And if you guys hear this and have any other questions, I can send them over to Dr. Talia and we'll get back to you. You know, we like to help. So if you have any questions or you really love this, let us know. And we can't wait to uh, help you. And if you guys, I, I encourage you, go see her if you're, if you're struggling with this or you're having any other issues you want to try. It's, it's a different way to think. And I yeah. love it. Um, I should also mention, Allie, that on Thursday night, I do do a free Q&A. So patients put in an answer mm. specific. You know, it can be from, you know, my luteal phase was this many days this month. Is that normal? Or how do I help with my endometriosis or whatever it is? And then I go in the next day and I, <clears throat> excuse me, and I answer all of them for it. So if that's just oh, kind that's of a good great. stepping ground. Is that on Instagram? What yes. You, oh, yeah. Very smart. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, we'll do it. Thursday nights? What, yeah. Anytime? Anytime? 8 p.m. is when it it goes. Okay. 8 yeah. p.m. All right. Well, go follow Dr. Talia at Holistic Point on Instagram. And as always, guys, keep having a great week. Talk to you soon.